Okay, okay. Seems we are here again. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Pre-Internet Friends Podcast. This is a conversation shaped by being savvy enough to deal with the world today, but old enough to remember the world before the internet. This podcast is a his and hers take on the world as it is, not as it should be. I am your host, the mostly right, sometimes less right, uh, usually on point, sometimes less accurate, <laughs> uh, always forgivable, Mr. J. Nicholas. This is my co-host, the crypto conqueror, the melanated queen, everyone's favorite everything, some of the time, Miss Nicole Shanique. How are you feeling today, queen? I'm doing all right. How are you? You know what? Honestly, I I am going through it. Yeah, um, you are. This, is, this has been a rough stretch. Um, I had a Father's Day go down, you know, in a way that I wouldn't have liked, but I tried to make the best of it. And actually on the, the late hours, uh, Sunday evening, my uncle uh, passed away unexpectedly oh you didn't tell me that i'm sorry yeah i i've i've been underground for the most part i haven't really spoken with anybody outside of you know like immediate family um and so it's it's been a it's it's been a it's been a complicated time it's very complicated you know you have the, the the family dynamics coming into play and then you just have dealing with the loss of a loved one in this context of COVID-19 and coronavirus. And you just be surprised at how quickly um, or how foreign and how alien the the process is. You know, it it took five days or so just to be able to get the body from the medical examiner's office. Um, Everything is just just so drawn out. So it's going to be almost two weeks before way would have a service for him uh from when he passed um so you know uh, it, this has been been trying but the show goes on um it, it did my mother had a birthday um and i was very very much grateful not just for her birthday but for i guess the distraction of being able to focus in on that um, the services, I, I wasn't sure when they were going to be, so it did affect my plans for it, but I, I did, uh, like I said, I tried to make the most of it. Uh, I have some, some video that I'll, I'll send to you of, uh, her reaction to her, her meal went with, a, a seafood boil, with, you know, with the lobster and the crab and all of that. And, um, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it thoroughly. So, you know, um, we made the most of it. Well, that's nice to hear. And today is actually my grandmother's birthday. She is 93. You sure you want to put that out there for public consumption? I can edit that. No, no. Put put it out there. She she loves it. She loves when people gas her up and be like, oh, I thought you was in your late 70s. She pushed it up. Grandma is still looking spry and uh, agile and Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She be acting up. She be acting up. She got the <laughs> antibody test. Now she's unstoppable. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I was like, yo, what are you doing? Look, man, whatever is going to give them that momentum to keep sticking and moving. Oh, she got too much momentum. <laughs> my my grandfather, he uh, he's taking everything well at, at eighty six, man. He's you know he's what it forward. is. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're so old that they didn't see so much shit that they're like, yo, fuck it, we out here. Like they don't even care no more. Like that's what I that's what I honestly think. Like yeah, at a certain point, it's like look, I didn't see everything but Jesus. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that that's really the vibe that I'm getting from some of these people because even I spoke to my, you know, grandfather and he was just like I'm good. They ain't talking about nothing. Like, it's just like, no, and same thing. And he's like, and he's, I think like 91, like, and he lives alone. He don't care. Like, <laughs> he's walking out the house without pockets. Yo, it's just you like, got- he just seems so unbothered. Like, I was just like, yo, like, I hope we all live to, to get to that stage of life that it's like, yo, the whole world thinks the world is ending except you. Like, you just like, nah, I'm good. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, that, that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I, I will say this, the older I'm getting, the younger um, people who, who are passing, like my uncle was 60, it made me think of my, my father when he passed, he was 47. All of those ages sound way younger. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, you know, my father passed as well. And he was, I think, like 61. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that, yeah, like you said, like, that doesn't feel right. Like, even, I think, even like when we were young, it didn't feel right. But now when you get into your 30s, you're like, yo, I only got like 20 years left. Nah, like, yeah, like you think about it like that. It's like, damn, maybe I should start doing Coke and other stuff, you know? I mean, Listen. No, that's that's not the conclusion. Okay, so I mean, if if you can do it and not get addicted, then go ahead. But you know, you don't know until it's too late, I suppose. Yeah, I've never really been into the party scene like that. You know, house parties was like, you know, my my vibe than lounges. But I never was like into the clubs. It's just too many people. You know, the, the Brownsville in me gets easily triggered. Um, so it didn't work. Yeah, I did a but, lot of um, clubbing in college. Yeah, that doesn't count though. Like being out of state, it's a different experience. I don't count those times. What do you? But when I, what I'm I'm saying, I did clubbing when I was that age, both here and oh, not here. Oh, I thought you were talking about your experience in Boston. That's part of it, but I had you know once you start, it's not like oh I only go out in Boston. It's like oh no, I go out wherever I'm at. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't count the Boston experience though. It's like going out as a young person in New York City is the the quintessential experience, I, I imagine. Because I, I, I've done you know Connecticut and New Jersey a little bit, but it's just, it's generally it's not my scene. But I wouldn't count those, those, those things. Those are first out of, of town all, experience. you're not going to diminish my college experience. Uh, so there's that. And second of all, what's the next topic? Okay, well, the next topic is actually the first topic, right? Because we haven't spoken about anything in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, I would, I think, I'd like to begin with just the pr prevalence of fireworks that we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. Oh uh, yeah, and um, excuse me if y'all hear that in the background because they just started letting off over here. So right, it's the same, same. Like I, I passed one of the dudes that's like, you know. I, well, whatever. He's around the neighborhood, and as I'm walking by, he, you know, something goes off, and I'm just like, then you know, people, couple, you know, hundred feet away, they they caught wind and responded, and I'm like, oh, now, you know, right. started motherfuckers. Right, up. right now it's a battle. So, the fireworks like that in small doses, that's fine. But what I've I've been seeing, and I don't know if you've discovered this, oh, is yeah. this conspiracy theory mm -hmm. and this conversation that's passing by that this sudden surge of industrial commercial grade fireworks yeah. is being being supplied to uh you know the hoods and urban environments by mm -hmm. and then the buy is is a conspiracy some say by the police themselves um and that's the narrative that i've heard for years that the cops actually end up selling these some of these seized fireworks to uh to communities for the low um, and then you have the other people who, the, the deeper, darker dive, which is they're conditioning us for explosions going off to becoming desensitized to it <laughs> for when they, they you know, there's going to be random acts of violence happening during that same time frame. You don't think twice about it. Have you, uh, have you heard any of that? What, what do you think of that? I've, I've heard all of that. And I mean, it's fascinating to me because when I started hearing them, I just thought, okay, this is kind of isolated. But then when I go on social media and then I see people who live in Brooklyn and Harlem and the Bronx and like all these places that are not close to each other with the same complaint of, yo, why does it sound like Macy's outside? And then I saw on Twitter uh, earlier this week, someone saying that they actually asked a couple of the, I guess they were teenagers, who they got the fireworks from. And the person was speaking about somewhere in Brooklyn, basically saying how these guys told her that they bought it from a white man 
in an SUV in Bed-Stuy. And other people were, were, were telling similar stories about other blocks because the, the lady listed, you know, what street they told her that um, they had met the, the guy on. And then other people were saying, oh, yeah, that happened, too, on a whole different street. So there's definitely something weird going on. I, I mean, listen, we <laughs> the government has done way worse things to black people and poor people than give fireworks. So, you know, it's not that I don't believe they they would give fireworks. I'm just trying to understand what the end game is. Because at the end of the day, we know that if it was just, they just wanted to start blowing stuff up, they would just do it. Like, I don't think they would just give us fireworks. And mm. then, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like, I feel like it probably is the cops, but I think it's probably more like you said, you know, they they seized the container and was just like, hey, go sell this and line your pockets versus like, oh, we need y'all to do this because when we start sending the black helicopters, we want them to think it's all good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really I'm, I really don't know. And I, I'm getting tired of being a conspiracy theorist guy. But, um, you know, you, you, you heard. I'm assuming even the, those stories for, for, for years about the weapons cache stashes uh, popping up in Chicago, you know, as I have fireworks going off. But it's like, where you know, where are the guns coming from? Where is it all coming right. from? Right. Well, even um, we saw with the uprisings most recently as a result of George Floyd, random piles of bricks like show mm-hmm. like neat like from the brick factory <laughs> just showing up on these streets and it's just like well we know the protesters wouldn't bring a pallet of bricks like and you could see from the pictures that i saw like this looked like this had to be brought in on some type of truck or forklift or you know commercial grade equipment that not just anybody's gonna have so right. you know it's not it's definitely not far-fetched but i'm just wondering why like 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 is the u.s in a secret war with a communist fireworks maker like like what you know what i mean like what like like that's what i'm saying like like or is someone who's fighting communists rather is someone who's fighting communism also selling fireworks and that's what this is because then that would that would make it the same conspiracy theory as you know the, the crack Maybe that's what it is. Somebody who's fighting, right? Somebody who's fighting communism also sells fireworks. So we gotta we gotta give them money so they could keep fighting communism. The same theory as the crack. <laughs> okay. Well, isn't that 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 is the this that would be the same thing because remember the CIA was buying cocaine from the people down in what was that Nicaragua? Nicaragua, yeah. Right. And the people who they were buying the drugs from were the people who were fighting against that uh communist leader. And they were saying that it was under the guise of stopping communism. So therefore they had to supply the person who was against it. And it just so happened that the person who was against it, well, I should say the group of people were also the people selling the drugs. So naturally we had to buy their drugs to keep fighting that war. Yeah, I believe that's uh, Operation Contra. Yes. Right. And obviously that gives us Oliver North and also gives us uh, the classic game on Game Boy uh, and Nintendo, Operation Contra or Operation C. That's what they would call it. It was Mm. called Contra in Japan. Don't ask me why I know that. So, um, the, the jury is still out on, on these fireworks, but I know that it's kind of annoying. I, I'm honestly, I'm not in the Independence Day uh, spirit. You know, Juneteenth was my was my Independence Day. Everything else is just barbecue uh, opportunities. So I could do without the fireworks. Um, I saw some people letting off stuff at seven o'clock in the morning i'm just that's like, the thing that's yeah that, that's weird because i'm trying to think they started going off over here today around six or something and it was still very much light outside so clearly wherever these people are buying them from they're getting them for very very friendly prices 
Yeah. Because they are letting them off. So yeah, yeah, it is. The the jury's still out, but you know, if you guys see any uh any black SUVs pulling up selling bundles of fireworks for twenty dollars, take a picture, take a video. Yeah. Uh let's expose it and and don't buy. We 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 got enough on the streets. <laughs> um so <laughs> what what were we talking about? The um did this okay? So at your current job, right? You, we oh, all know yeah. that you work. You work in fintech. Yes. All right. What are the requirements for someone who is listening to this podcast to get your job? My job, the exact job that I do. Yes. Like to displace you from your job, what do they have to have on their resume? They would have to have everything that I have on my resume <laughs> and more. Okay, so any of you hoes trying to come for my job, please let me know. It's not gonna uh, happen. So well. to get my job, if if you mm-hmm. want to know, to get my job, it took an undergraduate degree, a law degree, a certification, and six years of experience in the industry, inclu- okay. including having a job somewhere where the higher rate is five percent. So I want to point out that you work in a private uh sector i do thank god and and that is a uh an important distinction to make you are pretty much uh you're going to be safe but if you work for the federal government you could be under under uh under pressure right now so i don't know if you saw this executive order i saw that, it just that was passed on, on friday okay so what do you think of that? You want to give the people some context about? I mean, you might have more of the actual minutia, but basically it was something along the lines that said in order to get a job with the federal government, you are no longer going to be required to have an undergraduate degree. That was it in a nutshell. Well, it's not just an undergraduate degree. It was uh, a shift away from the preference preferencing of education. So what right, they, it says something like uh, they're they're re- reducing the education requirement in lieu in exchange for quote unquote skills. Right. So this is a a concerted effort to be inclusive and diversify. No. The no, that's, that's not how you take it. No, I'm going to let you finish, but then I have some thoughts. Well, this is what they presented. They said, uh, and I'm going with a quote, the administrative administration officials say the shift will allow the government to hire a more inclusive workforce based on skill instead of a person's education level. So they say, regardless of how you come to acquire these particular skill sets, they're going to be valued more than a, a person who technically, I guess, has the, the the theoretical component down, which, you know, in a lot of ways makes sense, depending on the industry. It, it's worth noting that two thirds of people in the country don't have college degrees. And it's also worth noting that the federal government is the largest supplier of jobs um, in the country. Well, go ahead. What, what, what was the hole in that, that argument that you saw? There's not necessarily a hole in the argument. What I think is one one of the more sinister takes that I saw was somebody basically saying, oh, this just means that he got some people who he promised stuff to who don't have a degree. So he has mm-hmm. to, you know, Trump and them got to make it look like, oh, no, we, we changing requirements for everybody so they could just slide a few of their people in there. Is that going to happen? Of course it is. But... Also, I think that this is a move to satisfy his base because we know that the whole anti-intellectual thing is very popular on the right that, you know, on on that side of the political spectrum, the more educated you are, the worse it is seen. It's like everything's kind of on its head. So people over there it's just like oh you think you're better than me because you got all those fancy degrees like all like on some just hick shit and there's no (laughs) you know what I mean there's no belief in in expertise or 
just anything, you know, professionalism and, and things like that. And I had heard some reporting from like one of the independent, uh, you know, journalist uh, organizations. And they were talking about how there's a problem happening because there are a lot of people who do government jobs, jobs that are considered government, but they do these jobs 10, 15, 20 years through various administrations and they have the expertise to handle these problems because they've been there so long. So for instance, like what we're going through with the pandemic, right? There used to be people in the government who that's all they did was work on natural disaster and disease response and and that type of stuff, but they had to leave. So I don't understand how saying we're opening this up to people without degrees is going to change anything at the highest level, because at the end of the day, to get the experience that you need, or at least that you used to need to mm-hmm. be at, be in those high level positions, college would have just been step one. You know what I mean? Like nobody thinks that the person who makes the president's bed has a college degree, right? So we're not even talking about those kind of jobs because those jobs you would never need a degree for, right? So we're talking about m- more important jobs with policymakers and things like that. So that's why I don't, think that this is a good move because this to me just sounds like we're just going to get some crazy lady from a diner in Iowa or New Hampshire or something and put her in charge of Middle East peace and it's like no we cannot do that <laughs> like like I'm never going to go for that and it because you know how it is on that side you just got to talk like you talk to a person at a bar no I'm not talking to nobody at a bar get somebody in here who went to school and did all the internships and started out you know from the bottom and worked their way up or or something like don't don't tell me that you just waving random requirements because and again they're gonna be they're gonna be like like imagine like to me that would be on some like you go to your doctor and then you hear that the doctor just didn't have to go to school. It was like nah, he 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 got the experience. You're like what? <laughs> well, like, would you would you do that? Like that's what I'm saying. Like or, or like with, we, like, with we, the whole Kardashian law school thing, right? Like it was one of those things. Like she's gonna take the bar. It's like would you go to a lawyer who did not go to law school at the end of the day? It depends on the state. The state allows it. I'm not talking about the state allowing it. The state, the states allow a lot of crazy shit. I'm talking about would you personally <laughs> want to go to a lawyer or any type of professional who didn't go to school? Like nobody would sense would want to do that. So that's already telling that knowing that fact tells you who it is for because nobody with sense would want any of these things. <laughs> like if you go to you go to a mechanic, how many how many people do you know how many mechanics do you know that are very good at being able to service cars forgive the the fireworks um yeah they're very good at servicing cars that never went to apex or a trade school they're not certified or licensed you know i don't, I don't think you know i think right, doctors but, are an extreme example okay okay uh-huh. but would you want the person who is going to be determining interest rates at the fed to not have a degree like come no, on. again, no, those are extreme examples. Or even a, but... a mid-level person. That's what I'm saying. You wouldn't even want a middle-level person because if you think about the important things that the government actually does, would you want somebody who didn't have some type of experience? We have that. We we've seen. We got Donald and Trump. We, and where <laughs> is that getting? This is what I'm saying. And the thing is, he has, the thing is, he He's has done, the degree. He, he has the degree, and he didn't have the experience. So now they're just saying we're going to get somebody lower than Trump. Like nah, that's the thing. See, they they make they trying to say, oh, we try, we're making it better. It's like no, y'all are mess, y'all are messing it up. Like I I don't trust this at all because you already know that that means that they just gonna get go get some, you know. The, some girl who's a junior in college off of YouTube and, and put her in charge of Middle East peace. And nah, it, nah, you gotta let, let Tommy Loren do it. You know. Nah, but she has a degree. I'm telling you, they going they're gonna find a young Tommy snap her right up off of eight chan. And then next thing you know, she's gonna be the next press secretary. And then she just gonna be up there like, you know what? Maybe Hitler had a point. And then, oh. well, then, then everybody's gonna be like, "Well, how did we get here?" It's gonna be like, "Well, y'all the one who peeled back the last requirement we had." I just want to point out, you know, to be devil's advocate, that we are talking about the federal government, right? And I made that distinction, but IBM, 
which is clearly private sector, is among the companies that have moved in this direction last year, according to uh, this article I'm looking at, 15% of IBM's new U.S. hires had, quote, non-traditional backgrounds because they were evaluated based on skills instead of looking only at their degrees. Um, so that, that's that's worth, worth but pointing yes, out. I agree. You can teach yourself computer science. However, I don't know if you can teach yourself the important things that the government does. Like, if somebody's doing foreign relations, I want to at least know that this person went somewhere and had to read a book or two. Like... <laughs> I, am I like being completely elitist? Like th- something about this just doesn't feel right that you could just be fresh up out of high school and, and you have a blog and next thing you know, you at the White House. Like, come on now. But there there was never an issue. Look at all of these ambassadors. Then, you know, ambassador to to the Ukraine, ambassador to, to, to Russia. The dude that was the ambassador to Ukraine didn't have any kind of formal training. He had... Con- Contributed and, to Trump election campaign. And look at where that got us. This is what I'm saying. I don't think that this is the the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? But it's part of it. Okay. Okay. Like we're, we're gonna like, have to like like mm-hmm. let me go on a rant for a second. I think that this country, the anti the anti intellectualism of this country, is a very big problem and we don't discuss it enough because when the white people started what they call helicopter parenting and all that the elite ones did it and then sent their kids to school and then the non-elite ones just was like nah every like, like everybody's the same nobody's different we're all equal and anything that makes me feel like I'm less than has to be removed. And I don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree with that at all. Like we are not all equal. Some people know more things than other people. Like, like, like that's just a fact, but they do stuff like this. So now it's just like, Oh yeah, you, the, the, like the guy I mentioned before, like you, Oh, you the 24 year old coal miner. You're the same as a person who went and got a PhD. No, you're not. Like you're just not. Well, it, I mean, I think you have a natural skepticism, and I think history has shown us that that's for good reason, right? Uh, particularly with this administration, you see the the re- rampant nepotism and the bias in hiring, and there's no evidence to suggest that this is going to work out for people that look like you and I. Absolutely not. And and I'll tell you another thing that's going to happen. What's going to happen is that there's going to be black people and Latino people and, you know, brown skin Indian people applying for jobs who are going to have all the education and credentials and all of that. And then they're still not going to get hired because then they're going to start hooking up these basic ass mediocre white people. And then and then what? Then what are we going to say? Like, like, you know how to, that, you know, for a fact that that's what's going to happen. They, they're now, it's just going to be even easier to, for them to openly discriminate against people of color. Yeah. So- sounds about white. Yeah. I can't say that you're, you're off the mark on that. Um, unfortunately, I, th- I think that's kind of how that, that one's going to play out, but I'm holding out hope. This reminds me of uh, Angela Stanton King. How, how do you feel about her? You, you familiar with, with her? No, I'm not. Enlighten me. Um, so she just did more recently an interview on The Breakfast Club. Oh, Lord. Where, no, nah, I mean, it was basically three on one. <laughs> and she, I think she held her own. Um, and if she didn't, then she, she flat out won that debate. They, they got into it over everything, you know, from... But, but back up for a second. Who is Angela Stanton? Like, is she a writer she's a, or... like she's a, she's a politician. She's a Republican. Oh, okay. Okay, she's a politician. From, from Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. Um, she She's a black woman, but she's not Candace Owens. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's... Oh. She's not with a lot of the... A, a lot of the funky stuff. I don't... I don't... I don't know how to present her. I just found in her a way that media page. She was, she was yeah, pardoned. Well she... she was pardoned by Donald Trump after 
after spending time in jail for a stolen car ring. What the hell? I don't know how accurate that is. I know she served time. Um, she's she served time, um, and she, she's a mother of I believe five. Like, her, her story is wild. Her story is wild, but she's she's you know she's a character. And but that that interview on the Breakfast Club, I think you should check it out and maybe we we revisit this well, next week. What was week. she talking about? It, a lot of stuff that was risque. So, okay. oh. yeah, where, where they where they ended at the final impasse was a conversation about transgendered youth, oh, and no. more more importantly, uh, oh, no. what's the gentleman who is on uh, the, the that VH1 is it maybe VH1 show uh, Vogue? Is it Vogue? You mean RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race? No, no, no. Oh, you mean Pose? Pose, not Vogue. Yeah, Pose. Yeah, Billy. Oh, is it uh, Billy? Parker. No. Isn't that it? Billy Parker. Right, right. Yes. So Billy Parker. No, that doesn't sound right. It's not Billy Parker. But Billy Billy something. You know the you know the guy. I can visualize him playing his day. The one that always kills the runways wearing like high heel oh, shoes. Porter, and Porter. Billy Porter, yeah. Yeah, I said Parker yeah. Porter. Okay. So Billy Porter like the Billy Porter goes on to Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. And is discussing on Sesame Street, you know, transgender and gay, oh. and she, she was saying that that's not appropriate, and and that was a tipping point that I'm like, okay, we need we might need to have this conversation. But her her rationale was that you wouldn't have a conversation with your six year old about sex, and there's no way to talk about uh, gay or lesbian. With a six-year-old without talking about sex. Um, you know not I mean? necessarily though, because I would say just in general, like isn't around six where kids are asking like where babies come from or something like that. So I think there is age appropriate language for when kids ask questions like that. And I know a lot of parents when gay marriage got you know legalized nationwide you know there was conversation about well how do we explain it to the kids and all that and you can use gender like like it doesn't have to be a sexual thing you know you can just say oh sometimes two men love each other and sometimes two women love each other just like you know a man and a woman love each other or just like mommy and daddy like it doesn't have to be a sexual conversation for Mm -hmm. like like you can use age appropriate terminology if you want to it's uh i i i agree with you but i i think it it brings us to an interesting conversation so while we well it's 2020 right there are things that are normative now that weren't 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um but i still see certain conversations taking place so i was actually involved with a conversation with a young lady who happens to be black um, where they essentially framed the question about a man um, finding and I don't want (laughs) to I don't want to butcher this so I'm actually going to try to find the exact uh, statement but it (laughs) dear listeners I had nothing to do with this so if you're going to try to cancel us just go after Mr. Jane Nicholas okay so this person is from the Midwest, though. I want to put, point that out there. So, so the question, right? The question was, said, I want to know if it's okay for a straight man to tell several uh, transgendered uh, people that they're pretty. And so, are these trans men or trans women? Well, they didn't. They didn't particularly clarify. I'm assuming. Well, that it, that matters a lot. I'm assuming this was trans women, okay. But they didn't. They they didn't. They said the exact language that they used was, and I didn't use it intentionally. The exact language they used were several trannies. Oh no! Um, right. So, so that's why I didn't use that language. Uh, so I I don't know. I imagine it was trans women. But like I said, the conversation that flowed from that, I'm like, you know what? We need to. We might need to revisit this. 
and then revisit kind of like this this idea because the the the, the narrative that started the net calm down the narrative that started flowing was that if a man found a a trans person attractive that they were gay that's what the comments and the conversation was right it depends on what kind mm -hmm. of trans person that's why i asked okay so all right all right so you, let, let's help me understand this. Um, so, a, a man who is attracted to a transgendered man, right, which means is a woman that became a man, that would make him gay, right? Because now the person is a man. Okay, and so you're saying that a, a man who is attracted to a transgendered woman is not gay. I would not say they are, especially given what surgeries the woman had. Like, for instance, like if I knew if a guy friend of mine was dating Janet Mock, I mean, Janet Mock is married. So this is a bad example, but I'm just saying uh, the single version of Janet Mock. Right. If, If a male friend of mine was dating her, I wouldn't say, oh, my friend is gay or my friend is bi like she is clearly a woman and talked about how she doesn't have a penis and all that. So, and if you look at her, you don't think anything different unless, you know, it's brought up. So I don't, I wouldn't say that that person, that man would be gay. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm no representative you know of the lgbtq plus community but that's just my understanding and it in my mind makes sense because janet mock looks like a woman so to me it would make sense i mean she is a woman rather but that's like it's not for instance like i think we've all seen or maybe those of us who live in cities like we've seen people who cross dress and then we've seen trans people and and to me there's a clear difference i think if you're one of those people who you are attracted to people who are let's say gender fluid but not necessarily trans then i think that would be perhaps a different sexual orientation but to me if you're a man who's attracted to women and you're attracted to a trans woman who if we look looks like a woman and is identifies as a woman then what's gay about that Mm. i don't know i don't i don't know if that's the the right answer but I don't think that I don't that's think the wrong there, answer either. I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. Now, I mean, well, if you want to get graphic, sure. If you're, uh, that's why I said. I'd, I, that's wait, why I I'd said, rather not get. I'd rather not get graphic. <laughs> where are you, where you trying to but take? That, this? But that's why I said Janet Mock because Janet Mock has spoken about the fact that she has what they call bottom surgery. She had that, so she doesn't have a penis. So she was born you know, male and she transitioned as a, I guess, teenager to female. And if you look at her, she looks like a woman and she definitely like, like to me, like to me, anybody who's with her wouldn't be gay. Like she's a woman. She, I mean, and she says she can't get pregnant. So I guess that would be the only difference, but. Well, this, this is what this reminded me of. And I referenced that. I feel like it, this was like what we went through with Sydney Star. Do you remember Sydney Star? Yes, I don't remember details about. So Sydney Star was a, a trans. Yeah, she was a trans woman. She was on one of those talk shows uh, where it's like, "Can't which one of these used to be a man?" Right, and, right, right, you know, right. like like people would, would have never guessed her kind of thing. Right, right, right. Uh, it was it was on World Star where dudes were showing pictures of her to like their friends and it's like oh you know how you feel about her and it's like oh no nah, she's bad and then once they, they they start talking about it it's like, oh you're gay you know what i mean 
And no, that's not so, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying this is like this is, felt reminiscent of that. You know what I'm saying? And the hmm. Sydney Star, that was five years ago, maybe more, more than, than that. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe maybe ten years ago. Like that Sydney Star has been around for a long time. Like I remember that because talk show TV was still a thing then. It might even be longer than that. But I just want to say, I don't know about this. Is I'm not an expert on this, right? I'm no. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to understand the verbiage and trying to understand the you know this this adjustment right and how it should be processed. But I will say, I think that there is a difference, a fundamentally huge difference, between a, a man becoming a woman and being able to pass for a woman and a guy, you know, knowingly or unknowingly finding her attractive and two men, you know, inserting uh, the, the genitals into the other one's, you know, butt. Like, that, that, okay, that is... Okay, I thought we were going to get graphic. Oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, like, that's gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a, a yeah, sexual but that, act. But, that, you know what but what that's what I said. That's what I said. Right, I said, right, right. You're looking but, at a woman who looks like a woman, was, like, yeah. there's nothing gay about that. Like, but now if you're right. looking at a man who, you know, I know some guys like i said are gender what they call gender fluid and they might wear makeup or wigs and you know i back when outside was open you know i got my makeup done a lot and they there would always kind of be they would be gay men but some of them would kind of dress in some women's clothes or you know like maybe carry a purse or you know they I mean, that that's fashion now that's not even a big deal well what i'm saying is like some of them were more into it than others like and some would definitely have you know long nails like you would expect to see on a woman or wear a, a woman's wig and you know they would have makeup on and when i say makeup i mean like makeup that you would expect to see on. yeah that's what i'm saying like, right. like like it wouldn't be like oh you know whatever they put on men when they go on tv like it would be you know, I'm giving you a black smoky eye, you know, with, with lashes, <laughs> like, like it would be, you know, but the thing is they, they didn't identify as women. Like it was clear that they were men, but they were just dabbling in some things that women dabble in. So now if you like that, then I could see how you're how that person would be considered gay because like one dude had a beard right it's like if you literally have like a whole beard but you're wearing like lip gloss and a smoky eye and you got goddess locks you know like i think wild look oh that's a wild look but but you know the thing is he made it work though he he made it work um but you know, it's one of those things where it was once like if somebody liked him, it would be like, okay, you're clearly gay. But like I said, a Janet Mock, there's nothing manly about her. Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. You I, I know hear, that. You hear, how, how about the reverse of that? You want to hear a funny story? Okay. So okay. we know somebody who is a very, when I say we, I mean my sister and I, uh, we know okay. someone who's a very butch lesbian, like very, okay. very butch. Like for those of y'all who grew up old school, Bull Dagger. Um, bull Dagger? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> that that's just a word for like, like, like it's, it's, it's basically, it's like, like what we would call like a stud now. A, 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 an AG? Is that no 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 ag i think it's below stud okay okay um, go ahead i'm out of touch clearly <laughs> i don't know i mean it could be the same thing but that's all like what we would just said like like back in it's like be like oh like she's a dyke you know what i mean like that kind of thing um so this person dressed like a man i'm talking with war men's everything down to jeans fitteds Tim's mm-hmm. like 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 the whole everything was like a dude, and so sh- this person said to me like, "Oh, how she had gotten some dude's phone number." I said, "Oh, well, he's gay," and she she then got mad at me, and I was and, and I couldn't figure it out, and I said, "Well, no, I, I like I know that you're biologically female, but looking at you." 
you're not female presenting. So to me, if a man is approaching you, then he is approaching you because he likes men. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I don't understand. Because it was basically the reverse Jen and Mock, right? Like, it was like, okay, so you are a woman, but you are dressing like a man. She has a deep voice. Like... <laughs> owned owned no women's clothing you know what i mean like like that's what i'm saying like because the thing is like if if you see a woman who can wear everything that's in your closet comfortably like that's not who most men are attracted to and i was just kind of like are you sure that this person is all the way straight i was like because to me that's telling me that he likes masculine things but he may not be ready to go as far as he needs to go uh yeah i hear what you're saying man but i i think that because anything that you would look for anything any description that you would give for a woman who you found attractive this person was none of them <laughs> so that's what i'm saying like like like, like describe things that you, that's what I'm saying. describe anything that you like about a woman like that's what I'm saying. Like, but like, like outwardly, um, outwardly. If you're walking down the street or you're at a a, 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 a gathering, wh- what would a woman who you would want to approach or who you would find attractive have? Just name a couple of those traits. Like, like, any hips. None. Go ahead. Thighs. Man thighs. She had. What the hell is man thighs? Like that's what I'm saying. She was built. She was built very burly. She, okay. she was built very burly and everything about women's culture, I would call it, she wanted nothing to do with. You know what? Hold on. Before before we, we, we can continue down this line, but I just, what I didn't get to say was that the narrative that I was, that I was saying was being repeated and that why there's a huge gap. The, the point of me pointing out that gap is you shouldn't be comfortable uh, assigning, you know, like just using, throwing around the idea of somebody being gay like that. No, um, especially it, not it, when it those are off. the facts. Especially not when those right, right. are the facts. Now, my situation, I would like Hold on, let me, let me just complete it. it. It comes off as homophobic, okay? Oh, hey, and, of course. And you, 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 very you nice. Yeah, you should be very mindful of that that outdated thinking. So now going back to, to your point, and this, this might get me in trouble, I think if you have to say, a tra- you know, uh, a man dealing with a transgendered woman, right, who born a man has become a woman versus a woman who is masculine in every way. Uh, yes. Um, in her appearance and mannerisms. I think the dude who is dealing with the the the, the bull dagger, as you call it, <laughs> <laughs> is... is that's less gay than the guy dealing with the trans woman, no? Nah, I think it's probably more. I mean, she was she, she's still a woman though. They're both women. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Just that one was born with parts that the other one had to, you know, acquire. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel equipped for this. You know, all I'm saying to you, all I'm saying to you, is that if you come around me with mm-hmm. somebody who's a masculine presenting woman, I I'm gonna have additional questions. I'm gonna have follow ups. Is all I'm saying. Like if I see you with somebody who wears the exact same clothes as you, down to the fitted hat. Then, then you and I are gonna have to have a, a follow up. I know women who are sporty. You know, they they prefer I'm not saying no sporty. no bras. They prefer sweatpants and and sneakers or Tim's. Um, but but are they getting them in the women's section or the man's section? I know I know a lot of women that wear men's that prefer everything, men's, uh, but men's underwear. Everything. But that's what I'm saying. So men's everything. Uh, everything is like, you know, okay. What's this dude's name? Daylight. Daylight has said on the record, yo, young and may could get the business. She's right. Young and may is, is out as a, a very proud lesbian woman and has, you know, by many people's standards, no feminine 
energy in her, right? Like she's right. she's like one of the bros, right? right. She's talking about getting getting deep throated, right? Like she's she's no, no, one no, of the she, bros. no no no. She was talking about giving. <laughs> she was talking about giving somebody the strap to deep throat it. No, no, that's not what she said in the song. That's not the that you call it Stephanie. I call it Stephanie. Like okay. and that's no, but but see, I've listened to more of her music when she's actually talk about talking about other things. Go ahead. I'm a Young and Maybe fan. Oh, okay. Well, look, man, she 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 can spit. Point is, though, is would you say Daylight was gay for looking at Young and May and saying she could get it? Okay, maybe you, not you, gay, you, but you, I would say I would, no, 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 uh-huh. no, no, no. I would say that something about that person is weird because I would. My question would still remain of. Okay, if a if a dude likes young MA looking the way she looks and like you said is clearly basically one of the bros, what like like what is attracting? That's what I'm saying. Like like what are you like? Oh, she got a fat ass and hips and she's she's not wearing no 30-inch weave and and putting no makeup on and carrying no purse. And But I don't I don't find 30-inch weaves or makeup attractive. So No, no, like, but what I'm saying yeah. is mm-hmm. when when young MA has to go somewhere, she's not putting on a dress ever. She's not putting on a skirt ever. She's not putting on a woman's bathing suit. Like when she shoots all of those videos that I watch, it's always her at a house other women in regular bathing suits that you would expect to see. And she's there in swimming trunks and, and a wife beater like the rest of the dudes. <laughs> like she's aligned herself with men, which is fine. But like, let's not act like she's exactly the same as someone who's just putting on a regular, you know, one piece uh, black spandex bathing suit with the with the little duster from Fashion Nova. Like, like she's not doing that. So I do find it weird when even when Kodak Black made those comments, I found it weird. Like I'm like I like I would fuck every single woman, even Young and May. It's like one, she's not straight, and two, she doesn't look like the traditional woman. So what do you like? Like, like, what do you like? I think I think there are degrees of 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 predators. And... Listen, look, if a dude want to fuck young ma, and you know, look at that grill and lineup. I'm not judging. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Shout out to young ma. Yeah, she cut her hair. She looked like. Uh... She's like a, a, a 70s porn star now, like a male porn star. But, um, okay. So the, the, the last thing that I really wanted to bring up, this was a very disturbing uh, conversation or interview that was taking place. So do you know who Shane Dawson is? Yes. Vaguely. Uh, I don't know if it was Shane Dawson that was having this conversation. Okay, it is Shane Dawson. So Shane Dawson, who I just checked, has 11 and a half million followers on Instagram. So this is somebody who has some influence. Shane Dawson, a couple days ago, was kind of exposed as... Air quotes. It was kind of exposed. It was a call of concern put to the public as to why this person isn't is isn't being canceled. And he, he goes on to tell a story about a six-year-old girl who observed him taking a picture and asked him if it was, you know, if he was doing it for Instagram. And he was like, yeah. Then, you know, she said she says that she has, you know, over 100,000 followers and he goes, you know, when asked to describe this six-year-old, you know, he doesn't say she's, you know, white or black or, you know, some kind of childlike stuff. He, he refers to her as, you know, she was like sexy. I think it was the term he used. For a six-year-old? And then he, yes. Oh. Then he, go, he goes on to try to rationalize and explain pedophilia. No, nah. I, I missed. See, what I saw about Shane Dawson was completely different than this. But go ahead, what the fuck? 
yeah, he goes on to he's like, oh, you know, to try to explain pedophilia and why the, it shouldn't be so uh, taboo. What? And even even goes on still, still to, the reference to this six year old. Yes, and then goes on to talk about what happens when you go on Google and you Google naked babies and what? and this is the fuck? this and the, the the white woman that he's talking to is uh, looks like a mix of disturbed, but also at the same time she's continuing the conversation and there's like some laughter in there, like. I don't know, but this is like the wildest thing that like, it was just so, so brazen. So in your face. Oh, what I saw about Shane Dawson was he made, I guess, racist comments about Willow Smith some years ago. So, I don't know what the hell is going on with Shane Dawson, but I think he was a friend of or connected somehow to Jeffree Star, who is another one of these white gays who has millions of followers. But a lot of the stuff that they do is swaggerjacking black women, you know. So once I understood that he was affiliated with Jeffree Star, I knew that there was going to be some bullshit you know, in the atmosphere related to him, but I'm sorry, anybody who is talking to like, like you would call a six year old sexy. What the, f- like what? Come on. Now. Like, I'm sorry. Like there are certain things that we should be willing to entertain, but I'm sorry. A grown man calling a six year old baby sexy. Like no, 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 no. That's completely wild. And I don't want to hear no pedophilia justifications when you're talking about a six-year-old. Like, you're not saying, oh, well, you know, I think the, the age of consent should be 16 instead of 17. A six-year-old? Like like a kindergartner? Oh, no. Nah, you got to go. You got to go, bruh. Like, <laughs> sorry. Like, it's the, it's the, the wildest thing that I've seen. I've seen in a long time. It, it was... Posted by uh, Portia Williams uh, from Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, and it's um it's disturbing. But you know what? It, it, it taps right back into this vein with Jeffrey Epstein, with the you know the sex trafficking of these kids, uh, the people who are about to be exposed. This guy is still thriving. The Shane Dawson guy. Um, yeah, and, and so, that's the sad thing. I mean, I, I like first of all, like I said, I am vaguely familiar. I don't know what type of deals he has, but again, if you're at the 11 million follower mark, like you know, you're definitely getting paid. And I had seen some rumblings about it on Twitter, but like a lot of times they have been doing these things for years because one of the things that I saw, like I said about Willow Smith, was that he had made some comment when she was 11 and what isn't willow smith like 20 now or something you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah so shane dawson got a lot of shit with him and i just hope that nobody endorses this because i'm sorry that's just completely wild like you said this and so now this would be the at least the second child that he's talked about so it sounds like he has some kind of problem and I pray that he hasn't actually acted out whatever this belief is that pedophilia is okay in certain circumstances. Like, I hope I hope anybody who has ever let their child around him, I hope they are asking their children if he did anything. Because I'm sorry, there's no curiosity about pedophilia that I find to be innocent. Like, yeah. Do you think I and I'll leave this? Maybe this is a behind the scenes conversation. But do you think? That the the audio from his little interview discussion, do you think I should include it? Uh, no, because you know they, yeah, Shane Dawson and them probably got enough lawyers to try to get us canceled. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, if you guys uh you can go, it's still up there right now on Instagram. Uh, hopefully by the time you hear it, it'll still be there. You can go on Porsche. P-O-R-S-H-A-4, number four, real. And it's up there. Uh, 
it's a picture of a, a, a white man holding a phone. You can check it out. It's like a two and a half minute conversation. Very disturbing. Um, so check it out and report this guy. And, you know, I don't know. Like, there needs to be some kind of backlash, though. It's exhausting even talking about it. Um, this week, this week has been a trying week, but I just want to highlight, and I, I will attach the, the audio, uh, of my, my mother receiving her, her birthday present. Yes, uh, yes. I just want to say again, happy birthday to my mother. Shout out Mama Nicholas. Um, yeah, she, um. She celebrated her birthday on June 26th. I, I reminded her that I, I always kept track of, of her birthday because it was the last day of school. And that's how I remembered it as a kid. Yes, yes. So yes. with this last gift, uh, I have ascended my older brother into becoming her favorite. So Trell, uh, good luck next year. I've raised the stakes. Um, <laughs> what are you going to be getting into this week? hopefully some relaxation. I am trying to take a day off from work. I realized that a friend um, helped me realize that I have been giving a lot to my job and maybe neglecting myself. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to try to link up with my mom, you know, now that some things outside of back open. So I'm going to try to do that later in the week. And I can't go to Vermont like I always do. So, you know, I'll be around. We will be recording next Saturday since I won't be in Vermont. Oh, I'm sorry. If you went to Vermont, we wouldn't have recorded? Mm-mm. No, that's when I do my um, fresh air fun activities. Oh, they don't have reception? All right, whatever. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that Uh off mic we'll talk Um, about it in 2021 okay all right we got to look at your contract but okay so (laughs) this week um i don't know what's happening this week is a regular week um i'm preparing for the funeral uh unfortunately the funeral for my uncle al is going to be on the same day as uh, my son's birthday so i'm gonna have to figure this out um but uh just again uh rest in peace to my uncle uh to my 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 family and and friends and any of his friends um you know we'll we'll get through this collectively i know there are a lot of unresolved feelings and you know my hope is that we can find some peace in the midst of all of this chaos um is there anything that uh we need you need to say before I, I wrap this no 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 um yeah i i don't think i have anything else going on okay all right well uh you, you guys have just tuned in to another episode of the pre-internet friends podcast you could have been anywhere in the world but you were here with us and we appreciate that the, for additional content, please check out other episodes of Pre-Internet Friends. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the names uh, Nicole Shanique and Mr. J. Nicholas, as well as YouTube. want to wish you guys some peace and blessings. Um, you guys stay safe out there. We're out.